Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. I think it's very distinctive to Donald Trump to be such an ignorant, to be such a disruptor, to be such a destroyer of what we have built out through the world in the last decades, where the world is moving and it's moving on the right direction. And if anything, we don't need an America great. We need a great world where we all work together, where we all build together, where we all take the right decisions on a multilateral fashion, not on a single individual decision made by one single person through executive orders. I think the industry, the cannabis industry, which today fortunately is moved from crime to organized corporations participating on an open free market with regulations by authorities and with regulations by the market and by the consumer. I think it's a great, big, big responsibility for all participants in this industry, whether it be farmers, processors, audio stream out of California, trader and promoters. What? This new, newly born industry. Uh, George can. George and. Uh, it's a sensible industry. They're connected. It's an industry that requires ethical behavior. It's an industry that requires responsibility from all its participants so that it grows and flourishes. It's an industry that now should not be dealt with in the case of authorities on the attorney general's office or the ministerial public. It should be now in hands of the health authorities, because at the very end, it has to do with public health. So finally, we're moving from prohibition to regulation. And thanks God, this is happening. Because we human beings don't need to be imposed on our thinking, beliefs, or behavior by governments. Any color of governments, either Democrats, Republicans, 
either PRI or PAN, either Partido Popular or Partido Socialist in Spain, we human beings know how to behave, know how to be responsible, and the proof is all those that took these steps forward 10, 12, 15 years ago, like Holland, like Portugal, they were doing extremely well. They did eradicate crime. They did eradicate on the ground economy. They did bring in regulations that have brought in income, taxes to governments, and that have brought in human beings, consumers, to take their own free decisions. So that's it. Ladies first. Right here. <coughs> well, but he <coughs> is crazy that he doesn't know about history, that he doesn't know what we have built with all such a big effort, sacrifice. Humankind is moving along taking decisions to build a better world. I don't know what happens with this administration, but they're totally blind. They're trying to interpret the world as those followers of Trump, those white middle-class males that think that they have the reason. And they're totally wrong. And it's not fair that a guy which only has from origin a 25 to 30 percent support of people that he determines and imposes either executive orders or other ways and means upon people. We are going to stand firm against what's going on, because it's not only the fate of the United States, of this great nation, it's the fate of the whole world. We need leaders with very strong, profound, compassionate attitude, leaders that know and understand citizens, nations, economies. And this is not happening in the United States. It's a real shame for this nation in front of the world. We're all pissed off out there hearing this crazy tweeting, this crazy uh, public policy that doesn't have nothing to do with the soul, the feelings of this nation. The soul of this nation is totally different to him. It's the soul of compassion. It's a soul of solidarity. It's a feeling of building together, understanding that no nation can isolate behind a wall and still succeed. Nations that isolate themselves will suffer asphyxia and disappear. Empty spaces left by leaders, either by force or voluntarily, are spaces that are going to fill up. They're filling up so quickly. The empty space that Trump is forcing this nation to take by great leaders like Merkel in Germany, the chancellor, like Justin Trudeau in Canada, and like this great man, so young, 
now in France. France will come back to its grandeur. It will come back to be a leader in the world. It will come back to promote policies to unite Europe and United States. This is the Western civilization. This is the civilization that has prevailed through war, through times, through centuries. And that's not going to be replaced by the East if we get together, keep together, and reinforce our beliefs. This is why Senor Trump doesn't have a seat, doesn't have a space, doesn't have a place to be in this world. Go back to business, Trump. Good morning, President Fox. Thank you for being here. Um, my name is Jeff Kasky. I'm from the Autism Channel. Uh, and I was wondering if you could tell me whether Mexico, to your, uh, to your knowledge or understanding, is uh, exploring or using uh, any cannabis-related products for the developmentally disabled community, such as the autism uh, Down syndrome community, uh, and the, the efficacy of, of uh, marijuana products uh, it medically? It is. Unfortunately, it is. Martin and myself, we have a foundation by the name of CRISMA. We deal with autism. We deal with anything related to the brain, to Alzheimer's, memory. But more, we deal with severe brain damage persons. We attend 200 of them in San Miguel de Allende. We're building a new facility to attend 500, all of them coming from poor and humble families. Now, cannabis is part of the Mexican health system after it has been approved for medical purposes. So health authorities in Mexico, the Seguro Social, the uh, Seguro for Bureaucracy, the private system, now all of them have access and will take advantage of this new uh, authorization to use cannabis for medical use. And uh, I know we can help people with this kind of drug today, especially people that are affected in the brain. And uh, I am sure it would be to the benefit of this great heroic persons uh, in Mexico and elsewhere in the world. Thank you. Um, what does it mean for Mexico, um, you know, if the U.S. were to legalize marijuana or as more states continue to do so here? What is that? What is the impact or, that you foresee um, for Mexico? Your question is when? What is the impact? What do you foresee happening? What, how will it impact uh, okay. Mexico? Well, I think it was absolutely important and mandatory to move ahead in Mexico on this new uh, situation with uh, starting with cannabis and later on maybe, and I hope so, with other drugs. We, we're partners. United States, Mexico, and Canada. We're solid partners through NAFTA. We've been friends at least for the last 100 years. We used to be our 
at war before that between Mexico and the United States, but we have built a very strong friendship. We're so tightly together. The great heroes and persons that I admire, Mexican migrants here, that they deserve all the respect in the world, that they should be recognized as being part of the energy of U.S. economy and of U.S. success in the world. You cannot explain the competitiveness of this nation. You cannot explain why General Motors, Ford, Chrysler are back to business after they went broke, but by considering NAFTA. Today, most Fortune 500 corporations are that I called NAFTA corporations. They nourish themselves with the competitiveness of each of the three uh, nations and the three economies, Canada, United States, and Mexico. You cannot separate that because you will pay a huge price and cost. You will lose competitiveness. We will lose being the number one region of economic power in the world. And I have to say, Mexico is not the little guy on the backyard like this stupid things. I'm not going to mention his name. We're not the little guy on the backyard. We're not criminals. We're not rapists. We're very proud of what we are. And uh, we are up to the partnership that we have. Our trading balance is reaching a trillion, a million of million US dollars that we trade between United States and Canada. What a nonsense to destroy that trade. What a crazy idea of a war on trade between Mexico, Canada, and United States. It's, it's absolutely out of any consideration. Fortunately, our team in NAFTA on the Mexican side is very strong, very wise, very experienced. Fortunately, most Fortune 500, starting with the great big technology companies in this nation, are totally against affecting NAFTA. There's no way they can get the talent they're getting. There's no way they can compete outside in the world. There is no way they can survive if it's not through this great association. All of this has to do with cannabis. Now this new, newly born industry, economic sector, is already larger in jobs, larger in sales, revenue, in dollars, than many other economic sectors and many other industries. And it's just the beginning. It has the capacity to create jobs, and we will create them in Mexico. It has the capacity to stop the killings in Mexico. Now we're going to have farmers. Now we're going to have processors in Mexico. Now we're going to prove the quality of cannabis and marijuana in Mexico. Now we're going to be an exporting economy. And that will be, and it should be, 
one of the areas to negotiate on NAFTA. This product should be included, included in NAFTA. No barriers, no trade barriers, no taxes, and so on and on. That's what we should do, and I'm sure that's what we're going to do. Imagine, imagine the border between Tijuana and San Diego, where one side is already legalized and the other one does not, which would be Mexico. It would be crazy, that border. I mean, you cannot envision and sustain what it would be if one prohibits and the other one allows. That's the same conflict you have here in the States. Uh, federal government prohibits, local governments allow. And fortunately, with a president like Obama, things were being worked out with a dictator, with, a, with this, this guy that goes to, to the Congress today, what's his name? I mean, let him try it. And he will learn that prohibitions don't work. Nowhere in the world. Now have federal, federally legal cannabis. So Canada will be federally legal next year. You're speaking of Mexico being federally legal. And you've got now the U.S., which will be stuck in the middle, much like Mexico is stuck in the middle of the producers and the U.S. Is yeah. that the if parallel you you're start, drawing? If you start walking backwards, because right now we're equal in regulation, basically equal the three nations. Mexico was lagging behind. Now it's updated. So now we're on a common ground to develop this industry. And, uh, but the administration is the one that has to accept the law on the United States, the federal law is still very restricted. It criminalizes drugs. It's incredible. You have close to 3 million people in jail. Here you're feeding them with a $100 diet a day. And because they did it just exercise their own free will and free responsibility. This nation should learn that the prohibition and the criminalization came from dogmatic reasons, from religious dogmatic reasons 100 years ago. Because the rest of the world, Mexico, even before we legalized, now we were already uh, open to consumption. So consumption right now, maybe 80% of nations in the world do have that public policy. Consumption is accepted. It's not criminalized anymore. It's, it's, uh, it's leaving the citizen to decide on his own. So nobody penalizes consumption except this nation that created the paradigm of prohibition because of the evangelicals and the Protestants and the Catholics. And it's incredible. 100 years after, we're still praying to God on one side and using the stick to punish sin on the other. It's, it's incredible. President Fox. Um, ah, here, sorry. Th thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, do you think the, first of all, a couple of questions. One, what, do you, what, are, what are your thoughts on the uh, medical marijuana legalization bill uh, in Mexico City that passed the uh, House uh, just about a month and a half ago? And also, 
because you mentioned NAFTA a few minutes ago and trade barriers, how do you see the international cannabis industry changing, evolving over the next few years? Uh, your first question is related here in Congress here no, or in Mexico? Um, in, in Mexico. In the, Mexico, it's passed through for yeah. medical use. It's approved. But it's low, it's low THC, is that correct? It's not it's, like full strength marijuana? It's only marijuana, yes. But, it, but it's low THC. It's not regular full strength. So it, that, I, that's, that's why I, I was asking. I don't follow what, what is that distinction. Just I, lower potency. Uh, Alguien habla español aquí? Lo no. siento, mi español es, es muy malo. It's okay. Just um, what, what, do you, what, do you think, what do you think about the, um, just how the international uh, cannabis yeah. industry is going to change in the in coming years? There have been a lot of international partnerships yeah. already between U.S. companies and Canadian yes. companies and uh, Uruguayan company, for example. Yes. Okay. Uh, on the first comment, uh, Mexican law, recent approved, law is very similar, very advanced by learning from Uruguay, learning from Portugal, learning from Colorado, learning from Washington State. So has the input of best practices and best kind of law. But the law in Mexico it was not designed and created only with Mexican thought, but it has and, and, and gathers all what the rest have done. So it's very solid. In the race of the international and the global arena, I think once it happens at a nation state, once it happens in local constitutions or local law, it will happen uh, broadly and internationally. Because what happens is that today's situation of prohibition and criminalization has created international organizations, international cartels that don't respect don't respect, uh, don't respect nothing. They just move and do business, uh, which is very unfortunate. Look at the price work with Calderon's administration. It went up to 160,000 killed in the streets. And uh, and same thing is happening in Central America, in those countries, and of course, Colombia. Colombia yet has a crime rate that is well over 30 crimes for each 100,000 inhabitants, which is very, very high. Mexico is not there. Mexico is around 20 today. So Colombia, that everybody thinks that they solved the problem, is still there. They have to take their own decisions in the country, they have to legalize, they have to move from prohibition to legalization. Otherwise, there will be this black underground market that the only thing that it provokes is increasing prices of the drug and it provokes crimes, uh, cartels, huge income. Imagine the income they get here in the United States, well over. 50 billion US dollars a year, which is the market in the States, is in hands of the cartels. Today, fortunately, in Colorado, in Washington, now it's in hands of government through taxation. And it's a totally different story. Well, international situations, global situations will follow national uh, decisions that are being taken. That's what I think. 
and more so we have to do within NAFTA, where we have trade agreements. Now, these products has to be part of the trading we do and subject to the open rules of trading that we have in NAFTA. See, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Senor Presidente Fox, for a long time, millennia, different agricultural herbs and flowers have been used for healing. My question is this, why do you call cannabis a drug? Why I? As an herb. It's an herb, it has flowers, and you're calling it a drug. There are many things that have been herbs used in naturopathic healing for millennia that are not called drugs. Why do you call cannabis a drug? Good correction. I'm also ignorant, sometimes it's strong. So I correct, I'm gonna call it a flower plant. No problem, no problem. We're talking the issue, not the specifics. We, uh, we only have time for two more questions. I represent the Post News Group, which is the black and brown press, El Mundo and the Post. And what message do you have for the Latino and black community about the disproportionate uh, imprisonment of African-Americans and Latinos over the drug thing. And since you see this as a future economic boost, what is your advice to governments about hiring those who have been criminalized and looking for a new start? Well, uh, an interesting issue, uh, blacks and browns, they're human beings like we all are. So we should be treated equal. And yes, statistics don't show that. And again, this nation still has a long, long road ahead to totally leave behind discrimination, to totally leave behind this xenophobic, white, narcissist, many times, actions and feelings. Long, long way ahead. And the future, the immediate future, doesn't look that bright. With guys like Sessions, with guys like Trumps. I mean, they remember me of Hitler. They remember me of the gorillas we suffered in Latin America for a full century, the 20th century. All kinds of dictators, military dictators, personal dictators, dogmatic dictators, all kinds of populism and demagoguery. We know what lie populism We in Latin America know what is isolationism, what is building walls, what is, what is filling you I just envision what happened in Latin America is that by these dictators, these powerful messianic false prophet leadership, we and sat in a chair to watch TV and wait for these guys to solve our problems. And they promised, said, you're going to have a job. 
and governments absorb 80% of the economy in Latin America. They said, don't worry, you're going to have help. And governments took and appropriated help and disrupted and brought it to a lousy quality, and the coverage for citizens was not there. So the promises were never delivered. I just would hate to see this nation that is built on this personal philosophy of you go as far and as high as you want. No matter what kind of government you have, either Republican or Democrat, it's on your side, your future is your future that you build step by step, sacrifice by sacrifice, effort by effort. How can a guy blonde with such a long hair represent this nation? Why he says he's going to make America great? U.S. citizens have made America great since the founding fathers and the first people that migrated from the east to the west. People like my grandfather that in Cincinnati, Ohio, decided to move as a migrant to Mexico on his own to look for his American future. He was not waiting for government to give him his American dream. He found it himself. So the soul, the spirit, the power of this nation, it's at stake. And so America, wake up. Don't go after false prophets. They will take you to the desert. They will take you to nowhere. This will be the last question. We only have one minute for a response. Um, Jessica Flores with CBS in San Francisco. You're very outspoken, obviously, against President Trump. How would you treat him if you were still president of Mexico? And what would be your advice to other leaders around the world who are dealing with that right now? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> How do you treat beasts? You domesticate them. Or at least you try. When they are running wild out to nowhere, he will have his own Castigo. I mean, when you create fire, you burn yourself. When you create storms, denigrating others, offending others, you get what you promoted. He still says, why everybody is against me? Why this? Why CNN? Why CNBC? Why everybody is against me if I'm an angel? How blind, how soberbio. It's, it's, it's. I don't know why this happened. I, I don't know. But we must all deal with it. The harm is done. We Mexicans already know that we don't have to depend on this nation, although we love this nation so much. So now, Merkel comes to Mexico and says, let's trade among ourselves. And so our president Peña goes to China and now is opening trading doors there. The world is much livelier than the United States. The world has many more Nobel Prizes than you have. 
The world has many more patents and great ideas the United States has. No single nation today can succeed and be successful by its own. So isolating building walls, look at Britain. Oh, they were happy with their Brexit and they're paying the price. They are paying the price and May is paying the price, the prime minister. Same will happen here, same will happen here. Look at Venezuela, how sad in the hands of these criminals, populist leaders like Maduro, like Chavez. 10 years and they destroyed the nation, 10 years and they destroyed an economy, 10 years and they destroyed all jobs and all manufacturing and all private businesses in Venezuela. And that's not enough, they're killing promise the future of Venezuela is being killed, assassinated on the streets. And instead of sending those 30 or 50 missiles to Syria, maybe Trump should have sent them to Maduro. Why United States is buying all the oil from Maduro? Why do they let him do business here with tens of thousands of gasoline stations that are nourishing Maduro to buy weapons and to kill young people, millennials. We have to work on democracy. We have to work on freedom. We have to work on human rights. We have to work on solidarity. That's what we have to do in the world. There are leaders, evil leaders like Trump, like Hitler, like Chavez, like Maduro. There are compass, great leaders that transcend on the other side. The Mahama Gandhis, the Martin Luther Kings, the Le Balesas, the Nelson Mandelas. That's the way to go. I finish with these words of Dalai Lama, brilliant mind. The world belongs to humanity, not to Trump. Nations belong to their citizens, not to Trump. And citizens decide how far we're going to get. And nobody should get in between. Viva Dalai Lama, great words, profound words. Maybe I don't get my visa next time. <laughs> <laughs>